Hey guys, it's Dan and Joey here, and we just wanted to let you know that this is the 40th and final episode of Season 1 of the Experience This Show. That's right, Season 1, which means, if you've been following along, there's going to be a Season 2. Tell them about it, Joey. Woohoo! We are going to take the summer off. We've loved checking in with you on a weekly basis for the last 40 episodes, uh, but we're going to take some time off and come up with some new ideas for season two. How are we going to do that? Well, we're going to put our heads together. We're going to think about what we thought worked well and didn't work well in season one, but we want your feedback too, which is why we've put together this little survey, the Experience This Survey, that you can find at bit.ly.com slash experience this survey. That's B-I-T-L-Y dot com slash experience this survey. It's a quick survey. You can tell us what you loved about the show, what you can't stand about the show. And for the first 10 people that fill out the survey, we are going to send you signed autographed copies of our books and some other fun bonuses as well. So take a few minutes and cruise over to bit.ly dot com slash experience this survey and tell us what you think. You can also find this link in the show notes if you're listening while you're driving or working out and didn't have a chance to write that URL down, just come to experiencethisshow.com and you will be able to find the link to the special survey for season two. And we're also going to ask this in the survey, but as always, we love when you send us examples of things that you have experienced in your life, positive, negative, or otherwise remarkable, that you'd like us to cover on future episodes. You can always do that besides from the survey. You can always do that on our SpeakPipe widget, which is available on every episode page at experiencethisshow.com. You can go to either of our websites, joeycoleman.com or dangingus.com and leave us a message there. Or you can visit us on Twitter at dgingus or the Joey Coleman. Make sure it's the Joey Coleman because that other Joey Coleman dude, not nearly as cool as our Joey Coleman. And you can send us a tweet or a DM and let us know what you're reading about, what you're experiencing and what brands you look up to. One other request If you would like to subscribe to us on iTunes or wherever you're listening to podcasts, you will be reminded when our show is back in the fall. And while you're there, if you wouldn't mind, please, please leaving us a review. It really, really helps as people are looking for new podcasts to listen to. They want to hear what you have to say. Thank you very much. And here is episode 40, the last season one episode. Welcome to Experience This, where you'll find inspiring examples of customer experience, great stories of customer service, and tips on how to make your customers love you even more. Always upbeat and definitely entertaining, customer retention expert Joey Coleman and social media expert Dan Gingas serve as your hosts for a weekly dose of positive customer experience. So hold on to your headphones. It's time to experience this. Get ready for a special edition episode of the Experience This Show. Join us as we have our listeners share their customer experience stories, including a wedding photographer who got rave reviews even before the photos were delivered, a clothing retailer that went above and beyond to help a customer find an inexpensive item, and a luggage company that had to quickly adapt to changes in airline regulations. Pictures, pants, and batteries? Oh, my. 
sometimes a remarkable experience deserves deeper investigation. We dive into the nitty-gritty of customer interactions and dissect how and why they happen. Join us while we're dissecting the experience. So in case you haven't guessed, this entire episode is going to feature stories submitted to us from listeners just like you. And we're going to kick it off with a good friend of mine, Nate Brown, who is a CX practitioner, that's customer experience, who also leads something called the CX Accelerator. And I encourage all of you to check this out. It's at cxaccelerator.com. It is a community of customer experience professionals just like us. It has a Slack group, a blog, etc. And Nate shared this story about the fact that in his spare time, he runs a wedding photography business. And that's all I'm going to tell you because you have to hear the story from him. Hello, Nate Brown here from CX Accelerator and big fan of the Experience of This podcast. Excited to share a story that happened to me and my wife this weekend. So we have a small photography business that we run, totally a passion project, but it's been a ton of fun for us. Photography is just a cool combination of technology and art and science, but it's been neat having both of our customer experience backgrounds apply in this little service business. And I'll I'll give you the example. We've had multiple stories lately where people are telling us that the photographer shows up to the wedding and is so rude and is so grumpy and is just ultra concerned about their pictures. I mean, it almost feels like it's their pictures. And it actually puts a damper on the wedding, which is so sad and ironic that the photographer becomes so results-oriented that they forget about what actually creates a great customer experience, which is having those positive perceptions of the service that's being offered. And I mean, that's that's applicable in, in just about any type of CX design where we, we have a tendency to become so results-oriented and forget that it's actually managing the perceptions of the people that are involved. Um, so we just got a note back from the mother of the bride, and I'll, I'll read this. It says, I cannot tell you how impressed we were with you on Saturday. You have a wonderful gift to make people feel so special. Your patience, kindness, creativity, and attention to detail are truly remarkable. We can't express our gratitude to you and your wife enough. You are a special team. You made our very special day even more special. So <laughs> the funny part about that is that we're the wedding photographers and they haven't even seen the pictures. <laughs> so I mean they're out repping us on social and and you know getting this great feedback out of it and they haven't even seen the result yet. So I mean it just it goes to show to me it was a helpful reminder that I mean it's about the way that people feel about the service versus the service itself. So thanks, Dan. Have a good day. I love it. I particularly love the line where Nate says, we're the wedding photographers and they haven't even seen the pictures yet. And talking about how excited the customer was. Folks, the experience is the product. The experience that you give to people, the way you make them feel, their uh, experience of interacting with you, That is 
actually what they're paying for. Yes, the photos in this particular example are a nice little add-on, but what they're trying for is a fantastic wedding day. They're hoping that things will go smoothly. They'll have the photos that will capture the moment. But if you talk to most people on their wedding day, it's having the day go smoothly and having the day be wonderful and having it be memorable. That's actually even more important, I think, most times than the memories that they get after the fact. You know, hearing Nate's story reminded me of the great experience we had with our wedding photographer, a good friend of mine and an incredible visual artist, Josh Kogan, and how he made us feel. In fact, uh, we're in the process of packing for a move, and I was packing up some of the photos from the wedding and remembering how he got smiles out of us and kind of the captured these actual moments of the wedding day. And the experience of interacting with our guest is something that our guests still talk about. So again, it's the experience that's created is often so much more important than the product. Yeah. I mean, I think in this case, to be honest, because a wedding is such an important moment. I think you have to do both really well. If you have a photographer who takes amazing pictures, but is a total jerk to be around, it's not going to be a good experience. If you have a photographer that's your best friend and a super nice guy and can't use a camera and you have crappy pictures, that's also going to be a bad result. And so in this particular case, kind of like a restaurant, and we've talked about this before, that the food has to be good and the service has to be good. You don't get to choose one or the other. The customer expects both. And, I, and to me, in this case, the, the product, you know, it has to be good enough, certainly. And, but people are looking for nice pictures on their wedding. But when you can also have amazing service and remarkable experiences like the ones that Nate talked about, that's when you get people, you know, talking about you and telling your friends and you get referral business. And I love that line too that, you know, the guy hasn't even gotten around to showing them the pictures yet. And they're already bragging about him online and social media talking about how great he is. That means he did something certainly very right. So we have three takeaways from Nate's story. Number one, the customer experience begins way before the product or service is delivered. And, you know, in this particular case, Nate was so awesome at this at this wedding that they were right. His customers were writing him a glowing review just based on his professionalism at the wedding before they even saw the pictures. Number two is when you are in a service business that caters to major life events like weddings, birthdays, graduations. Remember that it is all about the customer. This is where delivering their uh, outstanding service is going to make you memorable because as Joey said, you don't, what you're really worried about on that day is things not going well. And so if you are a service provider and you're focused on the customer only, not yourself, you're not the star of the program, it's the customer, then you're going to make a memorable experience for them. And the third is don't be afraid to share your successes. We've all we've talked about how consumers value ratings and reviews highly when they make purchase decisions. So when you do have a customer who's willing to speak highly of you, let them do it and then tell everyone. Nate was was not bragging but sharing with this CX accelerator community about this wedding story and that's where I picked it up and said, "Hey, we should talk about this on our show." And I love that he was willing to tell people, "Hey, I created a great experience for someone and look what they did for me." they said really nice things. So don't be afraid to shout from the rooftops when you have customers that are singing your praises. We love telling stories and sharing key insights you can implement or avoid based on our experiences. Can you believe that this just happened? 
So back in episode 25, we featured a book by one of my very best friends, Chris Strub. The book is called 50 States, 100 Days, and it tells the tale of Chris visiting all 50 of these United States and spending a day volunteering in every one of them while chronicling his story via video as he traveled. Well, Chris is one of the best storytellers around, and recently he's begun chronicling some of his customer experiences with brands, which of course makes me very happy. And he posted a video recently about an experience at a clothing retailer that you may have heard of called Banana Republic. Let me set the scene here because you're going to be hearing the audio only, although we will post the video in the show notes. Chris is standing outside of a Banana Republic talking, and he's walking around a little bit, but For the entire video, you see the Banana Republic logo behind him. So as you're now envisioning him speaking to you in front of a Banana Republic store, let's listen to Chris's experience. Okay, Banana Republic social team, here's what just happened in this Banana Republic. Don't worry, this is a good thing. So walked in just to see if there was any, like I wasn't looking for anything in particular. Walked in, found some some of these uh, boat socks. That was cool. So the manager, Joel, sees me walking by with the socks and he's like, oh yeah, those are cool, check it out, I wear them too, like you're really gonna love them. I'm like, oh great. He's like, okay, cool. He's like, guess what? You have this clearance sale going on, everything under the red signs is an additional 50% off the lowest price that you see. Okay, you gotta take a look, right? So I take a look and there's this pair of pants really nice but they're 44 by 30 I'm not 44 and Joel's like did you find everything you're looking for no you know I wish you had more pairs of pants he goes hold on a second hold on one moment so he goes over he checks on his phone he's looking to see if there's any more in the back no there's nothing more in the back I'm like okay that's fine they're on clearance you're trying to get rid of them he goes hang on one more minute makes a phone call he calls around to the other stores around and he found a, a store in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania that had that exact pair of pants that I needed in my size, 34 by 30. Got the guy on the phone, gave him my credit card information. Because I'm a Banana Republic like deluxe card holder since 2013, they said they'll ship me the pants for free. Five to seven business days, $16 for a pair of pants that was once $100. Now they're on the clearance rack. Here at Banana Republic, Waltman Shops in Huntington. And Joel, the manager, was able to get me a pair in my size, shipped to my house for free by the end of next week for 16 bucks. That is awesome. That was really, really cool. And I am super grateful. I'm super glad to be a Banana Republic cardholder. Super appreciative of the great service that I just had here at this store. Thank you, Joel. Thank you, Banana Republic. You've got a loyal customer in me. I really appreciate it. So, Joey. Would you agree that this video is essentially a two-minute commercial for Banana Republic? I would, because not only, as you mentioned earlier, does Chris do an incredible job of uh, framing the shot, so to speak, while making sure the Banana Republic logo is in the video, but he's basically singing Banana Republic's praises the entire time. And what I love is how this really enforces that power of word of mouth marketing. Chris came out of the store and he immediately shot a video that he shared on social media. He shared with his friends. He shared with his followers about 
about this great experience, calling out the specific store, calling out the individual in the store that helped them. This is the world we live in today, folks, a world where your customers have the opportunity to broadcast to hundreds, thousands, tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of their fans and followers immediately after having an interaction with your brand. What I also love about Chris's story is how he details the individual manager at that Banana Republic going above and beyond to check other stores. They didn't have to do that. This was a sale item. This was an inexpensive purchase. But the fact that the manager did go above and beyond and really created an experience of caring for Chris as a customer... I think is probably part of the reason, if not the main motivating reason, why Chris took the time to shoot a video. Yeah. And I mean, the reason I called this a two-minute commercial, this is what all brands are dying for. Like, they want people talking about them. They're looking for word-of-mouth marketing. The problem is they're often going about it the wrong way. They're calling up their creative agency and saying, well, can you create a viral video for us? No, you can't create a viral video because nobody knows what's going to go viral. <laughs> if I right? have to be in one more meeting, and I, I was in a meeting not long ago where uh, somebody said, we want to cre- you to create some videos and hopefully at least one of them will go viral. And I was like, oh my gosh, stop. Just stop. That's not the way this works, folks. It's not the way it works. Right. And so by providing a remarkable experience to Chris, Banana Republic got a video for free. It got one of their customers singing its praises and talking about how great of a brand it is. And notice that he slipped in things like that he's a credit card holder, that he's been a customer for a long time, et cetera, et cetera. And the other thing that stood out to me was the idea that this was an inexpensive item. And it reminded me of when we talked about Chewy and how Chewy made a great experience for my friend Mike when his cat died, even though it was possible that that was Mike's last purchase with Chewy. And P.S. I've heard since that Mike is still a happy Chewy customer with his other cat. But very similarly here, Chris could have been completely ignored simply because he was focused on an inexpensive item. But instead, they treated him like he was buying the most expensive item in the store. So let's look at the takeaways from Chris's story. Number one, it only takes one great employee to make a customer's experience remarkable. Joey talked about this with an associate at Bed Bath & Beyond just in episode 35. And Chris had a similar experience here where a single employee went out of his way to be helpful. Number two, you never know who your customer is, whether they're an influencer, whether they host a podcast, whether they write a blog or film all of their experiences outside of your store. So treat every customer like they can be your next great ambassador. And the number three is when customers post such things on social media, especially when they're singing your praises, please, please, please always respond and show your appreciation. It only takes a minute. Many, many brands that are focused on responding in social media are focused on the complaints first, which is a good thing to do. But don't ignore the people that are taking time out of your day to compliment your brand. A simple like, a retweet, or a thank you, we love you too, goes a long way to telling customers that you appreciate them. There are so many great customer experience articles to read, but who has the time? We summarize them and offer clear takeaways you can implement starting tomorrow. Enjoy this segment of CX Press, where we read the articles so you don't need to. A great friend of the podcast, Lauren Fast, 
had an experience with a company called Away Luggage. Now, this started by her posting uh, an article. She didn't write it. It was somebody else on Forbes named Grant Martin wrote it. And it was called Airline Smart Luggage Ban Goes Into Effect. And it talks about essentially that airlines unilaterally instituted this ban on what is called smart luggage that has these lithium ion batteries in them because they can potentially explode underneath the plane. Uh, and for some reason, they don't potentially explode while they're on in the passenger area of the plane. Somewhat worrying to me, but okay. And so um, what what airlines basically said is you cannot check this luggage. However, you can bring it on and, and or you can remove the battery from your luggage. So this obviously was a potentially fatal blow to the smart luggage industry. But one particular brand, Away Luggage, developed this very clever solution. And it was the first to create a removable battery that slides right out of the bag so that the passenger can carry just the battery on the plane with them and still check their bag. So Lauren pointed out this article, and then she also shared a personal experience with this same brand. So let's take a listen to her away luggage experience. Recently on a Twitter chat, Dan asked the question, which company is rocking their presence on social media? And without hesitation, my answer was the luggage company, Away. Away has a beautiful presence on Twitter with gorgeous images, wonderful stories, awesome blog posts, and suggestions of places to travel where you can indeed use their amazing luggage. And when airline policies for smart baggage began to change, they prepared their clients for the airline changes and gave us the confidence and the courage to walk up to the gate with a piece of smart luggage and be able to show the airline employees how easy it was to remove the battery. This helped me to avoid an extremely embarrassing situation. Days after the policy change goes into effect, airline employees were hyper vigilant for all pieces of smart luggage. They just knew to stop individuals with their smart luggage, accost them at the gate, and make sure that they could remove the battery from the luggage and put it into their pocket instead of taking it on board with them. Because Away had such amazing Twitter updates, I was actually able to show the airline employees how this luggage differentiated from other pieces of smart baggage. The model that I own is the one where you simply press down on the cell battery and it pops up quickly, easy to grab, put it into your backpack, your handbag, your pocket, and go on board. Oh, they said, well, that one's really easy. You don't even need a screwdriver. Nope, I sure don't. But for those that owned the previous model of Away Luggage, they did need a screwdriver. And here's how the company handled that, also through Twitter, which I thought was amazing. If they owned a previous model of the Away luggage that did require the screwdriver to remove the battery, which was inconvenient under the new airline policies, they offered to upgrade those pieces of luggage on them. One just needed to sign up and register, have their piece of luggage switched to be in the more modern version, and it was taken care of. And then avid travelers, frequent travelers, and smart travelers could continue to use their smart luggage with ease and without embarrassing situations, which I think really enriched the customer experience and, of course, the overall traveling customer journey. Pretty amazing, right, Joey? 
Amazing indeed. I absolutely love this, especially as somebody who spends a lot of time on airplanes and has witnessed kind of the, uh, I, I was actually flying when this band came out and listening to the number of grumbling passengers that weren't allowed to, uh, use their bags and where this folks, if you, if you don't fly a lot, where this may show up that you might not otherwise realize is when you're taking your carry on to get on the plane and suddenly they decide they don't have room for your bags anymore, then they have to take your bag and check it. Well, if your bag is a smart bag, then that creates a problem because they're now checking something with the luggage. That turns into a big problem. And for those of you that may not be familiar, smart bags are basically these new luggage items that have tracking devices in them. They have chargers in them. It's basically creating a suitcase that has functions beyond carrying your clothing and your toiletries from one destination to the other. It allows you to get onto an app and see where your bag is. It allows you to potentially plug in your phone or your laptop and charge. So they're kind of an interesting technology. Um, what is fascinating about what Away Luggage is doing and what's going on in this entire industry is this is a brand new industry. Smart bags are new and most of the companies that are playing in this space are really at the cutting edge. The problem with being at the cutting edge is they are playing in a world, i.e. airline travel, where they don't have a lot of control. And the airlines, as Dan mentioned, unilaterally decided no more smart luggage and companies need to make adjustments quickly when faced by these challenges. What I love about Lauren's story, though, is not uh, only how quickly Away Luggage responded to this, but how quickly they started to teach their customers how to avoid these snags and challenges. If you create a product or you have a service that is going to cause issues for your customer, if they're using your product as designed and as described, you need to be on top of letting them know that this might be a problem. And, you know, they, she specifically mentioned the screwdriver problem, right? No one wants to carry a screwdriver on a plane, not to mention that, uh, you know, carrying a screwdriver on most flights would be an illegal activity. TSA would not be happy with you. So the fact that they came up with a solution for this by giving you a free upgrade not only solved the immediate problem of their customers not having the right bag, but it took it one step further by creating customers that loved this surprise and delight opportunity for them to be able to say, hey, we will do you a solid and give you an upgraded bag for free. Yeah, I also really liked the fact that Away Luggage proactively alerted their customers that this was happening. They did it on Twitter. Uh, I believe they also emailed customers. And you shouldn't stop there. You should call them. You should send them direct mail. You should send them smoke signals if that's what it takes. But if there is something big that is going to affect their purchase, it is critical that you get out ahead of it. And when you do, customers understand this stuff and they're willing to forgive when things happen. So make sure that they know. Let's go to our takeaways. The first is sometimes industry or government regulations are going to throw a wrench into your plans. You cannot let them destroy your business. And this is an opportunity for you to get creative like Away Luggage did. Number two, technology is so advanced today that it can solve almost any problem. And Away's clever removable battery pack is a perfect solution to the problem instituted by the airline ban. 
Number three, treat your customers well and they will be loyal for life. Imagine if Away simply told their customers, sorry, you can't use our luggage anymore. Instead, they sent free replacements and created brand evangelists like our friend Lauren Fast. Listen from Away Luggage, listen to what they did and see how you can replicate it with your own company. Listen in while we try to stump and surprise each other with a fantastic statistic from the worlds of customer experience and customer service. It's time to check out this number. Okay, Joey, our final season one, check out this number number is 56%. What do you think it means? All righty. So I'm guessing that most of the people listening to this who have children, your kids will be out of school by now because it's the summer season. I'm going to say that 56% of you are already counting the days to when school starts again. Really? You think it's that low? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I know you have school age kids, Dan. So I figured, you know, I'd throw that one out to you. Well, Uh, actually, what I was referring to is that 56% of buyers feel that there is a gap between traditional B2B, that's business-to-business buying experiences and their evolving needs. Now, this comes to us from the next generation of B2B purchasing, millennials, marketplaces, and digital buying preferences, which is a new research report published by our dear friends and sponsors at Oracle. This one actually surprised me a little bit because I would have guessed that the number was even higher. And the reason I would have said that is because in most B2B buying experiences, there is a huge opportunity for improvement, especially in the area of digitization. We need better e-commerce experiences. Uh, there's huge lack of flexibility in terms of uh, minimum purchase orders. You know, your, your customers don't want to have to jump through your hoops for minimum purchase orders. If they want to only buy a few, you should try to figure out a way to let them buy a few. Um, additionally, things like timely delivery across regions is a big problem for companies operating nationally. You know, they don't understand why one segment of their stores and offices are able to get access to the things they buy from you faster than others. So I think there's just huge opportunities here uh, to improve the B2B purchasing world. So for the full report and more great content, and when I say great, I mean some recent articles by Joey Coleman and Dan Gingas some great summaries of certain experience this show episodes and also tons of original content from the great and very smart folks at oracle cx go to smartercx.com slash experience this and check out the website i guarantee you're going to want to bookmark it and come back often I also want to take a moment to specifically thank our sponsor for season one, which is Oracle CX Cloud. We've really, really appreciated your support and for taking a leap of faith with us, two guys who uh, had never been podcast partners before, but who knew a thing or two, hopefully about CX. We really appreciate you coming on board and sponsoring the show and specifically Samantha Hausler, who has been a terrific representative for Oracle. And uh, we really appreciate everything that you've done for us. Yes, thank you, Sam. You've been the best. Also, thank you to our production team, the folks at Convince and Convert, as well as Don't Panic Management, specifically Jay Bear, our mutual friend who brought us together. And we were standing at a happy hour sponsored by Jay. And he said, hey, I think it'd be fun if you two did a podcast together and then helped figure out how to make it happen. The incomparable Kelly Santina, who keeps Jay and Dan and I behaving and uh, doing our jobs properly. Uh, the production team, including Jess Austin, 
Ostroff, Jennifer Hines, and Dan Rogers, the other Dan of the Experience This Show, who were kind enough to stitch everything together and make the episodes sound good for you, our listeners, as well as my law school roommate, Davin Seaman, who was kind enough to compose all of our intro and outro music and put together the voiceovers and everything that we did. Uh, it's always great when you can call on a friend from law school to do music help for your customer experience podcast. That's how we roll, folks. It's crazy over here. And last but not least, we want to thank you, our listeners. We very, very much appreciate you tuning in every week and sharing with us your thoughts and your experiences as well. We couldn't do this without you. So please go out, have a great summer, and we will see you back in the fall for season two of The Experience, this show. Thanks for joining us for another episode of Experience This. We know there are tons of podcasts to listen to, magazines and books to read, reality TV to watch. We don't take for granted that you've decided to spend some quality time listening to the two of us. We hope you enjoyed our discussions, and if you do, we'd love to hear about it. Come on over to experiencethisshow.com and let us know what segments you enjoyed, what new segments you'd like to hear. This show is all about experience, and we want you to be part of the Experience This Show. Thanks again for your time, and we'll see you next week for more Experience This.